Hi, this is Victoria Miracle and Purposeful Woman Podcast. My goal for this podcast is to bring you the best information from the brightest woman in the world. Let's go. Hi, hi, I'm Victoria Bozhimova. I'm your host. Today, I'm excited we have an Andrea Pennington. Hi, Andrea. Hi, Victoria. And and Dr. Andrea is a visionary brand strategist, TEDx speaker, and global launch activator. She's the founder and managing director of Make Your Mark Global, providing so inspired entrepreneurs, coaches, healers, and light workers with a personal professional development training. Dr. Andre is also an integrative physician and neuropsychologist who has shared her candid empowering insights on the vitality and resilience on the Oprah Winfrey show, the Dr. Oz show, ITV this morning, CNN, the Today Show, Lux TV, Drive Global, and Huffington Post as a news anchor for Discovery Health channels. Wow, Andrea, this is amazing. How did you combine all of the, so many passions in the one business and into well, one life? Yeah, well, it, it feels like I've actually been living two lives, mm-hmm. which is you know a big part of my story. Um, I have always been a performer. I've always loved the theater and music and dance and all of that. And a lot of my childhood was spent doing those things. But my mother is also a physician and I wanted to be a doctor like her. So uh, at university, I had to like make this decision. Do I go and pursue theater in New York or do I go to med school? And somehow I thought, oh, being a doctor is more noble and it'll be a better contribution to the world. And I loved being a pre-med student. I was studying biology and chemistry. So I decided to go to medical school and I just figured I would do all my artsy stuff on the side. But when I got to medical school, it was so intense that I had no time for arts or music. And that was the first time I experienced a really deep, dark depression. Mm -hmm. I felt like you know, it was such a competitive environment. There were so many other brilliant students and such a huge volume of material that I was really struggling. And I went to see the student health doctor and just confessed. I was like, give me antidepressants, give me something. I'm I'm not going to make it through. I'm going to fail out of med school. Mm -hmm. And it was interesting because she remembered me from my interview. And she remembered that I play classical piano. Mm. And the craziest thing, Victoria, was she, before she gave me any prescription or any health tips, she asked me, how often are you playing piano now? And I was like, "Uh, not at all. Like, who has time for that? (laughs) She, the first thing that she said to me was, well, why don't you play for 30 minutes a day? And I looked at her like she was freaking crazy. I'm mm-hmm. like, uh, no. And she said, okay, 30 minutes a week. And this was the first person that actually encouraged me, even though I was this busy student doctor and all of that, she encouraged me to focus on the things that bring me joy, mm-hmm. that light me up, that give me that sense of relief and actually put me into the flow state. 
And believe it or not, I believe that music saved my life because the antidepressants didn't do much for me. When I left medical school and went to Georgetown University Hospital for my residency, it was again this very intense environment. And there came a moment where I was like, this is not fun. And I felt like I was like so constricted and put into this little box. I wasn't fully living. And that was again, this moment where I had depression and anxiety. And at that time, this was before WebMD, before any health information was online, I got recruited by a health information company. And this was the first time I got to bring my creative background and my health background together. And we started to create videos and animations that went on the internet and went into these little kiosks in doctor's offices. Mm. And that was when my entrepreneurial fire was just lit. It was this amazing opportunity to work in the startup space. This was, you know, we called it e-health back then. It was like <laughs> the first of its kind. And that was the first time that I realized, wow, I can bring my creative passion along with my nerdy passion for health and science all into one. And that was the, the first time that I really realized that this entrepreneurial streak that I can like trace back to childhood, it was real and it was profitable. And so over the course of the years, I got recruited, as you mentioned in the intro, I was the medical director for Discovery Health Channel, which has become the Oprah Winfrey Network. And at Discovery, I hosted uh, my own show, I anchored the news, I was hosting um, and working on documentary films. And again, this was this, this like realization that I don't have to be in one little box even though medical doctors at that time in America were like trying to put me in one box, like, what are you, you know, you can't be all these things. But for my own well-being, that's what I knew I had to do. And so I was really blessed to be able to do all of this creative stuff. And then I started public speaking. And after the Oprah show, publishing books and helping other doctors and healers get their content uh, into TV shows or into books, and so that was kind of how this all came to be, where I could create this integrated business that's really integrating all the parts of me as well. Mm. Beautiful said, right? Inter integrative. That's an inter integrative life. We all live this whole integrative life. And you know what I've, like, we're recording this show right now. It's in the, in the this COVID and virus environment. We're already on the lockdown. And like, what... What do you think is the most essential for people like in the health-wise as you also not just a brand strategist and a health-right physician, what would you recommend in the health-wise? Like how to keep your mind and your body focused yeah. and happy? Well, there are, that would be a whole interview in and of itself. Um, my background as a medical doctor includes trauma training mm -hmm. and what we're going through right now with this COVID-19, this coronavirus pandemic, we're experiencing trauma, yeah. like collectively. Mm -hmm. And even if you don't have the, the virus right now, you're not sick, you're being forced to stay at home or stay away from school and work, stay away from your loved ones. There's this constant media uh, attention that's freaking everyone out. 
and living in a kind of situation like this, it's almost like wartime where you've got, you know, laws telling you that you can't be on the street after a certain hour. That is a traumatic situation for us. And so the number one thing that we can do, including to prevent the virus, meaning keeping your immune system at a high, is you've got to learn how to create calm and peace for yourself on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Because if you're getting an email alert or you're watching the news, you're getting that stress response kicked in again. If you're hearing from your friends or your loved ones how freaked out they are and how there's not enough of this, that, and the other, that is also going to be um, received as a threat. Mm-hmm. And so that puts us in the stress response. And over time, if we stay with high stress hormones, that lowers our immune system. And it sets us up for future health problems like diabetes, heart disease, cancer, Alzheimer's. So the number one thing that we can all do is if you aren't already a meditator, you got to start meditating. (laughs) It doesn't mean you have to sit quietly and try to remove all thoughts from your head. There's no need to be idealistic. Even doing a breath meditation where you're just focusing on your breath for five minutes, three times a day, or some guided meditations. You're learning how to create calm in the body and in the brain so that all of those stress hormones can come down and the body can go back into repair mode. So that's the number one thing I can recommend is several times a day, take a pause, turn off any scary stuff and stay tuned in to your body and create that sense of safety. And I have a ton of online guided meditations for free that can help you do exactly that. Where, where can listeners go and learn, learn about meditations or get, get the meditations, would you say? Just visit my website, andreapennington.com. All of them are there for free. You'll find a ton of resources on building resilience as an entrepreneur, as a student, as a parent, whatever. Um, they're all there for free. Well, thank you so much. Thank you, Andre, for putting this out for free. And uh, yeah, I just been listening book this morning and it was also the chapter on meditation and it's just tremendously changed my life three years ago when in New York, like you said, you were just too much information, too much of the things to do, like never time to rest. And since I started meditate, like every day, it just, it was five minutes. Then it started to be like 15 minutes in the morning, like not negotiable. it's just a part of a routine like yeah so life like the nerves come down and the life goes more in the flow yeah i love it and how like why like how did you become a brand strategist like what is it important for you to create those brands and authentic brand personal brands well the thing for me was while i was at discovery channel after i had my own show and i was hosting documentaries as the medical director i started to oversee other people's shows Mm. and we would create their websites for them, you know, to accompany their documentaries. Mm -hmm. And it it was my part of my role to understand their brand. Like, who are they beyond the TV show? Like how can we bring their personality alive through their website and all of these sorts of things. And so it was just a part of my, my natural work, which, you know, with my psychology background and creative background, it was easy. What became interesting was when I moved to Europe and a lot of people here, I'm in France and I was working in Monte Carlo, I was teaching brand strategy and corporate brand management at the University of Monaco. 
And so a lot of people were asking me, oh, well, how do, how do I build a brand? And I want to get on TV and I'm like the next insert famous person here. I'm the next Tony Robbins. I'm the next Oprah. And it was like, oh, you're trying to be a copycat. No, 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 no. I have seen people crash and burn by trying to be somebody else. And it's not sustainable. I mean, I noticed it in my own career. When in the very beginning, I was just a doc in the box. I, ha I was reporting the health news. I was doing everything just sort of very basic, but that wasn't fulfilling to me. And eventually I had to kill off my first Dr. Andrea brand and rebrand as my authentic self. And so it happened just sort of naturally. And I literally felt bad for people who were trying to create copycat brands because the number one thing is you, if you're going to create a, a business based on your personality, it better be the real you. Otherwise it's not sustainable. It's not fun. I can tell you from experience, it's not fun to be recognized in the street as this image that isn't really you. And that's what happened in my case. And now is the time to dance and stretch and move our bodies. Let's go. So what is, a, what, is, what, what is a system or there's any questions to ask yourself to like really get this authentic why and like what, what is it, how do we build a brand? Well, I have an entire process, um, an authentic branding boot camp. Mm. Um, but one of the very first things that we do is something called the, the MVPS cubed. Mm. So your MVPs. Now in sports, we think of that as the most valuable person. Um, in my branding system, what we talk about is your mission, your vision, and your personality, mm. or your passion. And so what I ask you to do is really think, you know, if I came to this planet as a soul on a mission, what would that mission be? Now, it may change. In the beginning part of your life, it's going to be different than midlife and at the end of life. But right here, right now, what sort of mission could you say you're on that really lights you up? And the V stands for values. Like what do you truly value in life? And for millennials, this is kind of an easy thing. Whereas people in my generation, they're like, they've been so used to being conformist, like doing what other people say and checking to see how they compare to someone else that it's taken some people a lot of work to figure out, well, what do I value? What really matters to me? But once you get a clear understanding of like, I value freedom, I value authenticity and integrity, I value creative expression, I value abundance for all. Once I was clear on my values, then I could start to create a vision. So the, uh, the other V in that MVP is vision. Like what would be a vision for your life? So you're creating a brand and an image, and that's really what it is. It's this, this idea of who you are that will hopefully last in someone else's mind, right? In, the, in your ideal customer's mind. But you need to create a vision of what will my life look like if I'm operating in this business as my authentic self? So what does my daily schedule look like? Like you just mentioned, meditation is non-negotiable. So then you would even be looking at your lifestyle based on what time do you wake up? What is your morning routine? 
do you work from home? Are you out in the, an office? Are you the boss or are you a team member? Like you really have got to have this clear vision because just because you're becoming a personal brand doesn't mean you have to be an entrepreneur. You can still develop your own brand while working for someone else. And that's what leads to that sustainability and keeping you on as an employee. So there is this whole process um, of going through your mission, your message, your vision, your values, and really staying true to your personality because this authenticity thing, I know it's a buzzword, you know, I've been using it for years, mainly because when you try to be something that you're not, it's not sustainable. Wonderful. What, um, I see that you have also what five stages of growth, like what is the five stages of growth you take the heart center entrepreneurs? Yeah, well, for me, um, my niche, if you will, my specialty is taking people into the global marketplace. So taking people who've had some sort of success in their home country and then helping them break out internationally and then even going globally. Mm -hmm. And from my time at Discovery Channel and working with other brands, what I've noticed is there are five stages. The first stage is something that we refer to as the call. It's mm -hmm. a calling. It's when you first feel that little nudge or that tingle that something is pulling you to a different way of being. Mm -hmm. It could be a new business. It could be actually shifting to a whole new area of focus. Mm -hmm. um, so when the call comes, that's the first stage of launching a, a successful business. And that's the stage when I suggest you really create a vision. Like you may not know what it's going to look like. Am I going to switch jobs? Am I going to switch majors at school? Am I going to become an entrepreneur? But that's when you start to tune into a vision, like what would my life be like if I took that step? So that's stage one. The second stage is what I call the positioning stage. And that's where you develop your brand platform. So you go through all of this sort of interior work, looking at your own philosophy and all of that stuff. And then you create written statements about who you are and what you stand for. That's when you would launch a website, but being be very, very conscious to choose the fonts, the colors, the imagery, everything that reflects who you are so that people are picking up on that energy or that vibe of you from right off the bat. Mm -hmm. So in that second stage, the, the positioning stage, that's when you create that, that brand platform. And that's essential before you move into stage three, which is the presentation stage. In the presentation stage, now that you've got that firm foundation and you're clear on who you are, what you stand for, the, the type of person that you're ideally suited to work with or to serve, then you can present yourself to the world. And that's when um, I suggest you develop things like a TED Talk or your first book, or you're starting to um, you know, share content online it's all about presenting who you are and what you stand for. What's your unique take on mm -hmm. the area of expertise that you're in? Stage four is what we call the promotion stage. And it's sometimes hard for people to accept that it's stage four. Like I get a lot of people who come to me and say, oh, how do I get on the Oprah Winfrey Network? Oh, I, I've got an idea. <laughs> and you're not ready to go there until you've done the previous stages. But once you do have a sense of your own identity and it's really firm in you, then you go to the promotion stage. And that's when you can reach out to the media, whether that's podcasters, other bloggers, 
TV or radio um, or even JV partners because you want to get on other people's stages, that is in stage four and not before. And the fifth and final stage is what I call um, your expansion stage. That's when you really are going global. That's when you are such a bright light and such a known entity that you are just shining brightly. People know your name, they know what you stand for. And that's typically when people are willing to travel to you. Um, so for, for me, I work with healers and, and coaches and therapists. Mm -hmm. So we host retreats all around the world. And when you're really in that fifth stage as a global luminary, that's when people are willing to travel to you. So those are the five stages that I take people through as they are ascending into being a global luminary. Wow. Yeah, I love the visioning position. I've never heard about the expansion stage. I love that. It's like, <laughs> feels so good. And you mentioned that you work with the healers and um, light workers that you, uh, like, what is it, like, is there is a difference between marketing to a spiritual people and the marketing to, uh, to like, entrepreneurs and just, like, marketing of our time? Yeah. I mean, it all comes down to language. Mm -hmm. uh, and the vibe. So, I mean, I'm a medical doctor, so of course I can market to physicians and speak doctor speak, but the, the reality is the people that I really get along with and that I really enjoy working with are the people who do have that little spiritual side. Mm -hmm. And so I've learned over the last few years that just changing the language and the vibe that I put out to people will attract my ideal customer. Um, and I think that's really important that you know yourself well, well enough to know who you really get along with, who you can provide great results for. Um, and it does change. It changes the language, changes the tone. Um, I'm not the kind of doctor that walks around in a white coat. So, you know, in my marketing and advertising, you're not going to see me that way. So it's all about really knowing your target audience and knowing how they speak and what will create resonance in them. So that's probably on the stage of a positioning, right? Uh, where you start to develop your language and then, and then you put this out to social media, right? For example, and like how, how, we, how can we leverage the social media like to get the word out? And like, is it, is it a good strategy? Yeah, I think it depends on your budget. So if you have a lot of money, you can buy traffic. Mm -hmm. um, and the, the trick though is you still need to do that foundational work because even if you were to hire a, a Facebook ads team and a Google ads team and a web designer, what are they going to create? How are they going to write copy? What kind of images are they going to put on that web page or those ads? Mm -hmm. You need to dictate that. So yes, in the position stage, that's when you develop what I call a brand encyclopedia or a brand dictionary with the key phrases that really represent you and the imagery and the colors. And so, yes, if you happen to have money and you can buy ads, then great. You can go that route. For most people, they're going to be looking at organic. And so if you wanted to build an audience online with social media, it makes sense. Because traditional media, which is paying to be in magazines, newspapers, radio, and television, is very expensive. Now, it's nice if you do get picked up you know, and do what I did, being on the news, being on Oprah, being on big shows but it's gonna take you some time to have a name and a reputation that makes you worthy enough for them to even look at you. And then you still have to have 
great content online because everyone's going to check you out. They're going to see how do you speak? Do you have the energy that's going to really captivate their audience? So the best thing for, for you to do is to create lots of content, written content, video content, audio content, finding your own sweet spot. You know, here we are in 2020 right now, video is the, the way to go. Whether you're on Instagram or you're on Facebook or you're on TikTok, <laughs> those are the places to be. And providing video content that can show who you are, what you stand for, and, and what you're all about is definitely the way to go. I'm so curious on how, like, how do you pick colors and fonts? You mentioned this about, right, the website and like you get to choose it. Like, how do you choose this? Like, is there any way for, right, people who just want to like start a business to do it on their own or um, it's better to like hire a big uh, team and create this for them? Or I know I, before you hire anyone, I would do it for yourself. And it's just a matter of finding out what colors like make you feel the way you want your customer to feel. So if you're into motivation, if you're some sort of a coach, fitness coach, nutrition coach, or life coach, then you're gonna to wanna to choose colors that are uplifting. What colors make you feel uplifted, inspired, and motivated? Now, of course, in our branding course, we have a palette that shows you that motivation is associated with red and orange and yellow. In healthcare, those colors are associated with blue and white. Love is always red and pink. Anything that's to do with nature and the environment is typically green. But I, I always say to start with yourself first, like what really feels good to you? Because you're going to be looking at that website and all those web assets that you create mm -hmm. for a long time. And so once you can kind of figure out maybe the first color that you like, um, there's this really cool website. It's totally free. It's called mm -hmm. Coolers. Coolers.co. And what you can do is just it will create color palettes for you. It will literally, you can maybe choose your first color. Like let's say you are a health coach and you want to choose something that's kind of green that's associated with like fresh veggies and stuff. You might choose the first green that you really like. And then on that website, it will generate four other colors that complement it. So that when you create your website or you send it to a designer, they can make sure that it's a very cohesive palette. Mm -hmm. And then you use those colors everywhere on your social media profiles, on your business cards, um, on your um, website so that everything is consistent. Mm -hmm. Well, wonderful. What do you, would you share with the audience? Like what, what is the gift that you're giving us? I know it's uh, also um, the course of uh, the branding course, right? Yes. I'm giving you 50% off the personal branding bootcamp mm -hmm. where you get 10, uh, it's, it's a 10-day boot camp, but you have access to the videos for life. And you have my help going live, giving you feedback on your, the wording that you're using, on your website, on your colors. Um, but if you'd like to get a taste of it, I'm also giving you a free taster session. So you can come on with me live and get a sense for how I teach, how the videos are structured, and even get feedback on what you should be focusing on with your current brand uh, or getting clarity on like, what should you even focus on if you're going to start a business? Um, so it's great because you have my expertise there in a loving community of other people who are right there with you. Well, thank you. I will include the link below and thank you so much uh, for being here with us. And thank you so much for sharing so, such an amazing tips and tricks and how to create a brand.
Thank you. It's my pleasure. Thank you, Andrea. Thank you. And uh, for the listeners, I'll include the link below. And thank you so much for being here. I'll look forward to see you in the next series. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. If you love this podcast, please make sure to rate, subscribe, and review it. And of course, you can get in touch with me everywhere online at purposefulwithdoubleLday.com. And I can't wait to see you next time. Kisses!